Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Motorcycle Mama's turning 102 years old and she wanted to go for a ride on a motorcycle and some bikers made it happen. Man, what it would be to live to 102 years old, still have your functions to you and just jump on that motorcycle. I always said to a couple friends, when we get older, we're all decrepit and sitting on the porch. We to tell lies to the grandbabies about what we used to do and stuff. Wow, 102 years old. Also, in the news, stripped right from the Sons of Anarchy, the Hell's Angel trial in California, I believe it's Fresno, is going to be getting underway. It is a RICO trial. So you can bet we're going to be watching that one because we all know how uh, big Rico is with these feds and stuff like that. But let's get on to the news for today. We're going to start off with Motorcycle Mama, baby. Nevada Motorcycle Mama celebrates 102 birthday, man. The 102nd birthday. That's unbelievable. Anyway, here we go. One hundred year, uh, two-year-old Northern Nevada woman, known locally as Motorcycle Mama, celebrated her latest birthday on the back of a Harley Davidson. Velma Thornburg's daughter organized the trek in Dayton on U.S. Highway 50, east of Carson City, with a local motorcycle club. This is awesome. Quote, I can't believe it. I just can't believe it, Thornburg said, as members of the Templar Crusaders Motorcycle Club, Northern Nevada, gathered last weekend to celebrate her 102nd birthday. Thank you, thank you, thank you, she told them. Now, man, she's seen some stuff. Born April 10th, 1920. Wow, two years after the Great War ended. She's seen everything. World War II, freaking... Man, wow. Korea, Vietnam, all the craziness during that time. She rode horses and bikes well into her 80s and traditionally made an annual trip on her birthday until it was put on hold in recent years due to COVID-19, Bell told the Nevada Appeal. She said her mother's wish was to go on one more motorcycle ride this year. Thornburg uh, slipped on a Harley-Davidson jacket the club gave her. Others gently fitted her uh, with a helmet just right and carefully lifted her onto the seat behind Templar Crusaders president Bruce Hartman. 
Way to go, man. That's awesome. Way to go. Way to go. Bell, who joined them on the trip, ordered a large birthday cake with a photo showing Thornburg on a bike from her earlier riding days to come uh, commemorate the special 102. That's beautiful stuff, man. The article's going to be in the description box. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. Now, let's see here. Another good story. Northeast Kansas Motorcycle Group helps people living with PTSD. I really like these stories because a lot of it don't get national attention, worldwide attention. So this is good stuff. Excuse me. Smoke another one, right? Anyway, motorcyclists around Northeast Kansas gets ready to participate in the Knights of Honor second annual benefit ride at the end of this month, and that's April 30th, so you guys know. The Knights of Honor Motorcycle Association enjoys riding motorcycles, but they do it for a reason. Their goal is to help people in the community suffering from PTSD get the support and help they need. Anyone who is a veteran, a first responder, or a family member of the later is welcome to join the association. However, anyone who owns a motorcycle is welcome to sign up for the benefit ride. It is $30 to sign up, and participants will receive a t-shirt and poker hand, one poker hand, to use for activities after the ride. Good stuff right there, man. The Knights of Honor Motorcycle Association. Let's, we'll do one more here. On top of the benefit ride, the Knights of Honor volunteer at and participate in many other events around the community. For example, they consistently work with the Veterans Association in Topeka. Usually they grill out burgers and hot dogs and chat with the veterans there. But lately they have been handing out what they like to call goodie bags to veterans. It's great that they get to, uh, you know, have burgers and stuff here. We got snow the last couple days. You believe that stuff? Unbelievable. Anyway. We're going to go over to Nashville, and as you guys know, the hit and runs are out of hand now, but it's good to see, you know, the cops are uh, searching for a suspect one year after a biker is killed in a hit and run, and this is out of Clarksville, and I believe Clarksville's going to be having a trial coming up uh later this year everybody's been asking about that clarksville stuff with the mongols it should be coming up soon one year after the hit and run death of a father of five you heard that right father of five an arrest still has not been made Though a suspect has been named, Clarksville police say he's been on the run for the entire year. A family says closure is not possible until someone's held responsible. Quote, I come out here about a week uh, for sure, said Heather Arrington, 
walking out the display of uh, cross with their father's name written across it. If I need somewhere to go and sit and talk, this is where I go. He was my best friend. He was my father. Good or bad, that's who I went to. Now, he did have a yarn gnome lawn care. Uh, that was his business. Now, a, a year ago, Clarksville police said a truck crossed several lanes of traffic on a New Providence Boulevard in front of a group of bikers causing Carter to crash. A few days later, Carter died from his injuries. Now, they are looking for, and if you ever, you guys know who this is, they're looking for a Stanley Cliff, but he was never arrested. Well, you should arrested him, right? You should arrested him. Anyway, that's who they're looking for after a year of this going on. Now, over to Kelly, the main story of the day. And this started uh, a couple days ago. The Hells Angel Rico trial, including allegations that they murdered one of their own. Three of the 11 arrested are going on trial. This by Nate Gartwell. And it goes on to say it's been nearly five years since the FBI rounded up nearly a dozen Hells Angels members to face allegations of murder and mayhem from California's wine country to the San Joaquin Valley. What happened to a speedy trial five years early? Now three of the depend, uh, defendants, including the club chapter president in Fresno and Sonoma, are set to go before a jury when prosecutors will finally publicly reveal the details of a case that has largely been kept secret due to alleged security concerns. Even days before trial, the names of the key witnesses that include at least one former member of the outlaw biker gang remain hidden from public and were only recently revealed to the defense. Only recently, really? I thought they needed time to prepare and stuff like that. Unbelievable, these people. So, yeah, they probably got them in uh, protective custody is what's going on. Uh, the defendants, Jonathan John, John Nelson, Russell Rusty Ott, and Brian Went are accused of violating Rico. There it is. Through their involvement in the Hells Angels Motorcycle Club. Attorneys for both sides spent this week trying to narrow down a jury pool of roughly 300 people. Now, a trial memorandum uh, written by prosecutors accused Hells Angels members of taxing rivals, punishing offshoot groups, and aspiring members through beatings, and one allegation that stands out, murdering a fellow member, then disposing of his body, here we go, through an illegal cremation. Where does that sound like it's coming from? I don't know, man. I don't know. What do you guys think? Illegal cre... <laughs> I don't know. 
comes right out of Sons of Anarchy, if you ask me, but, you know, it is what it is. And their star witnesses used to be a member. And as we learned with the Gypsy Jokers, I think there were seven of them that turned to save their own butters, their buttocks, because they meatballs. Something the same is going to happen here. A former, and that's why they kept them under wraps so long. Anyway, the alleged murder victim, Joel Silva, was a sergeant-at-arms of the Hells Angels who had angered others due to his drug use, erratic behavior, attack on non-Hells Angels guests at the clubhouse, and bullying. That's why they said, uh, he's missing. But do you got proof? That's what I'm going to be waiting for when I watch this trial. Defense attorneys have not yet placed their cards on the table to describe exactly how they will push back against those allegations. But historically, the Hells Angels have had better luck than most groups who find themselves staring down the barrel of a RICO case. In the early 1980s, an attempt to prosecute... Actually, what was that? That was late 70s, was it? I don't know. I got to get my dates right on that. Uh, Fell apart. So. This is going with the U.S. Attorney's Office. It's not uh, locally. The burdens on the prosecution, that's atypically most of the murder cases. Uh, They have to convince jurors not only that Silva was murdered by the Hells Angels, but he's dead in the first place. That's why you usually have to have a body, don't you? Just saying, man. How can they prove any of this? I don't know. We're going to have to see, man. We're going to have to see. We really are. Because that shit's hard to prove. My goodness. Anyway. That is your Biker News this segment. I'm going over to sit with China now. Yap, yap, yap on the second part of the show. Don't forget. You can listen to it over on Spotify, all the replays. But if you want to watch it live, you can download the Google app, the Insane Throttle Radio. It's called under the App Play Store. Also, our website, InsaneThrottleTV.com, and also Discord. We did have a video pulled down. It had to do with a reply to the Mob Reporter. You can find that one on Roku. I guess you do didn't like it. Anyway, we'll see you on the other side after this music.
really consider myself a pretty cool guy. I really do. I'm very open-minded. I'm very cool with talking to people. But when you send me stupid stuff, you make me think you're a hooked-on phonics dropout. In other words, a meatball. Why you gotta be a meatball sometimes? I get it. The guys that have bigger channels get asked a lot more questions, which is cool. That's what we're here for. You might want to go to the protocol channels because you might not like the way I handle the deals with that stuff. And I understand that people are looking to join motorcycle clubs. I get it. I really do. I get it. The problem is, it seems like you go too overboard with the way you're thinking. Meaning, you listen to the media too much. Why am I bringing this up? Well, it's pretty simple. When I got emailed, I got asked a question. I said, okay, cool. What's your question? And by the way, I try to get through all the questions I can in the emails. It's just a lot of emails. I'm behind. You know, I'm a slow one. I'm a slow phonics dropout. Got to learn how to do time management a lot better. Anyway, Guy said, hey, Hollywood. I said, what's up? Is it true, according to Grunge, they said it's hard to leave a motorcycle club. And I say to myself, what the hell are you talking about? Well, they said it's a dangerous deal, that it's for life and all that good stuff. I said, where are you getting at? What do you think this is? Blood in and blood out where you have to blood in and you can't get out unless you're on a six foot slab? What? What, what are you thinking here? What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, that's what they're saying. So is that true? Because I don't want to be in a position where I want to leave a club say in five years and have to worry about getting shot on the way out. And I just shook my head. I was like, has it really become that bad where people have it in or the media has it in people's minds that they're going to get shot because they leave? And pay attention to the, new, the news stories I cover, because another thing that came up was that Gypsy Joker deal. That had nothing to do with any of this stuff. That had to do with an ex-member who broke in a president's house, tied up his old lady, and he got paid back for it. That had nothing to do with him. He was actually kicked out. And kicked out bad. As far as the tattoo being blacked out, that's just normal stuff, man. Either that, you outdate it, all that stuff. It's just normal. That doesn't mean when you go in and you have to leave for some reason 
that they're going to kill you. What's wrong with you? Then I said, you know what? I'm going to take a look at this stuff here. And the first one I went to was Ranker. Because he included it. And I scrolled down and scrolled down and scrolled down. And it's right there has a picture of an angel. New York, of course, they're going to use them because they're the ones that are well known worldwide. And it said leaving a motorcycle club isn't easy. I was like, well, that's news to me. Leaving a motorcycle club is no easy feat. In fact, it's nearly impossible. Okay, I'm a hooked on phonics dropout here. I am. I'm a hooked on phonics dropout. What does that mean? It's nearly impossible. If you got personal stuff going on, if you have other obligations that you can't control while you're in the club, medical, any of that stuff, why is it so hard to leave? See, it's you peoples that are putting it in these people's minds that clubs are a blood-in, blood-out type of deal. This ain't prison. This ain't organized crime like they would push you to believe. That's just not the facts. That's not the, it's not true. In most cases, people who join clubs like the Hells Angels stay in for life. That's true. A lot of people that join want to be able to stay in the club. But there are certain situations when they can't stay in the club. Again, via medical, via jobs. But that doesn't mean that something's going to happen to you. People who leave without permission may face harassment and isolation from their former brothers. I can tell you something. It's a little secret. If they throw you out bad, they don't want nothing to do with you. They're not going to harass you. They're going to say, hey, get down the freaking lane. That's how it works. And even when you leave on good... You got to remember, you left them, they didn't leave you, so they got stuff they're doing that, you know, is what it is. Harassment? No. Uh-uh. Members are sometimes allowed to retire ambiguity if they served for an extended period or provide exceptional service. Now, it also goes into the basics. I think they went on the, the one website and tells you all about what they think happens. Members must be completely loyal to the club. Well, that's just like anything you're a part of in life. You're going to have some kind of loyalty to what you're with. That isn't any rocket science here. Come on. Uh, only one motorcycle can club can control an area. You people are doing something that I did in high school. And that's called, you're tripping. Okay, you're tripping. 
only one motorcycle club can control an area? Why? Because the cops say that? I know that's coming from the cops. I do. I Yeah, it's do. I do. Uh, then it says, and that's one thing, I, you know what? You had to bring up Twin Peaks, you know, whatever. Uh, let's go to the other one. You know, that's enough for that one. Uh, and this happens to be from this grunge. I was like, okay, now I know what grunge means. I thought it was like some kind of music or something. You know, it was, he was sending me to a website that, uh, what, I'm going to learn about grunge music or something? Being part of the Hells Angels Motorcycle Club is a lifelong commitment. And according to the organization, how do you know? Did you get an official statement from the Hells Angels? I'm just asking, because that's what you're implying here. There's no such thing as a retired member, huh? There are instances, however, when a member is kicked out for breaking the rules. Or in some cases, a member chooses to leave on his own accord. And this is according to uh, one former member. That's not according to. George Christie shared his experience after leaving the motorcycle club that had been part of for decades. We all know the story. We've covered it over and over again over the time that we've been doing this. And everybody knows they have Outlaw Chronicles. That's on the History Channel over and over and over again. So we get why he left, all that type of stuff. It looks like grunge, what they're doing is just taken from that and writing an article and let's see here they take it as the repercussions of leaving the hell's angels and it talked about how he went in gave up his colors the right way stuff and then weeks later he received the call notifying him he was out bad with the club as there were talks about him being an informant I, I really don't think, you know, my opinion of that is he isn't. I don't think he is. A lot of times when you are thrown out bad, you get all kinds of shit thrown at you. And I really don't believe that he was an informant. I'm sorry, I don't. Uh, being out bad was difficult for Christy. It meant that members who had considered friends and family could no longer interact with them. Uh, and he, you know, compared it leaving the club to a divorce. I guess that's a good way of putting it. Leading to a divorce. But that's some of the stuff that, that's kind of questions we get, by the way. But it also is terrifying. It really is terrifying. Because people actually believe the kind of stuff that the media is pushing as far as MCs are concerned. And it scares the hell out of people. Because here they, now you combine that with the movies and all that stuff, and now you have a person like, scared to death of clubs. And especially in these times, where they're a little weaker, 
my best thing is stay, you know what, stay independent. Don't even ask these stupid questions. Don't do it. Because I'm not going to be politically correct like some of the other uh, protocol channels are. I'm just going to tell you, hey, you're dumb. And then you'll, ha you'll come back, Hollywood, you're always bashing on people asking questions. No, I ain't. I'm only bashing on ones that ask stupid questions. And it just happens to be there are a lot of stupid questions. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to go over to the second half of the show with China now. Well, I never thought you'd hurt me. I guess you live in love.
ladies and gentlemen. Don't wanna fuck with. Your mouth all glued up with Connie juice. I asked you a question. Oh my god, this girl's really turning me on. Suck me sideways. Are you gonna pull those pistols and whistle Dixie? Hollywood's motorcycle madhouse on iHeartRadio. I don't know, man. You got them lips going with that fire red shit. I'd like to let you suck me sideways, man, and, you know, just pour some juice all over them lips. Oh, come on. Really? That's how you want to start the day? I know it's freaking hump day, but goddamn. It's also 420 day. Oh, man. Yes, it's 420 oh, yeah, day. Oh, it is 420, isn't it? It's a celebration. Oh, it's going to be 420 all day. All day. All day. You got today all day as a reason to do your 420. Oh, yeah, man, but them lips, oh, just pour some freaking juice on there, light them up a little bit more. I think that'd be perfect. No. Then follow up with an anal colon cleanse? Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> no, not going to happen. Not going to happen, huh? Mm-mm, no. Hey, what do you think about doxing? Who? Doxing. Doxins. When you go and put everybody's personal information out on the internet for everybody to see. What the hell? Yes, this happened Is that to... a new word? No, it's been around. You're just I, stupid. I thought you were saying doxin like a dog. Only you. <laughs> only you. Doxin. <laughs> would come up with some shit like a that. A wiener dog. A wiener dog. That's what it sounded like you were saying. What the hell? What did you even say? Doxin. Doxin. Yeah. What is doxin? When somebody who's pissed at you yeah. puts your information on the internet for everybody to see. Like what? Now, this happened with libs of TikTok. They expose all these crying bitching teachers and their liberal ideology online. They're really, it's funny as shit. Well, anyway, a Washington Post reporter, Taylor Lorenz, you know, she was on in a, a couple months ago, crying and whining that she had PTSD because everybody's picking on her, oh. and that she got doxxed. Well, she did it to Libs of TikTok, the owner. Ruh-roh. <laughs> and it's lit up the internet, baby. She has ran like a bitch. Ran like a bitch. What kind of info? Let's see here. <laughs> like, let's go read it. Uh, let's see here. Let's read some of this. Taylor Lorenz, the Washington Post internet culture beat reporter. Now they have an internet culture beat reporter. Boy, she'd be pissed off if she listened to some of my shit. <laughs> uh, is being accused of doxing the anonymous woman who operates the popular Twitter account Libs of TikTok. Lorenz, the former New York Times journalist who the, earlier this month broke down in tears on MSNBC while recounting harassment. She has experienced online. <laughs> she did it to somebody else. <laughs> Rut row. Oh my god, it's fucking beautiful. Stop the madness. Stop the madness. And I took a, you know, I looked at this thing. 
And they actually have school teachers what they're trying to teach kids. With this pronoun bullshit. How they got crazy when it came to students not wearing masks and stuff. That's how bad it is. And it's exposing all these fuckers out there. So I say, what kind of ego does a person like this have that they can go on MSNBC and cry like a bitch and then come back, do it to somebody else, and then try to explain it away? This fucking ego's of some of these people are fucking stupid. Now, me, I have an ego. You got a big ego. I have a big ego. It's hard to feed your ego. It is. (laughs) Because Hollywood's the center of the universe. You know, they say the sun is. No, it's me. They just haven't discovered it yet. So what's with the ego bullshit with these people? You know, you ever hear, you ever hear, you know, the famous saying is to, you know, feed someone's ego, right? That's what you got to do with me on a daily basis. Well, I think you get that as it is. Feed, your ego is fed on a daily, whether it's negative or positive. Oh, yeah, by the way, yo, if you go over on TikTok. <laughs> oh, man, don't talk about your stupid meatball of the day. I got the super meatball of the day. You know, I got to I gotta recognize my haters. I got to do it. So, what, you got a daily person that you pick on on TikTok now? Basically, yes. Oh, okay. You're weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Then people get all crazy and shit like that. <laughs> Go ahead. You're terrible. I just have fun. So, by definition, an ego is a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm very important. Thank you. <laughs> to have an ego is essential to our very makeup. And then- now, is it good or bad to have egos? Uh, or it depends how far you take it. It depends how far you take it. Okay. It really depends. I know a lot of my listeners, they have big egos. Well, an ego becomes an issue when it becomes overpowering. Mm-hmm. Which, that would be you. <laughs> I thought we were talking about this bitch that fucking docks somebody here. Now you're going off on Hollywood. Now you're trying to do that bullshit to me. Well... The way you display an ego, and I don't mean just you, I mean anyone in general, will significantly, significantly, oh my God, I can't talk today. You're worse as me, man. You can't do the English language. (laughs) It's going to significantly impact our relationships with one another in the outside world. It also affects our ability to be persuasive and understood. Okay. Right there. Right there. What did you just say? That it affects our ability to be persuasive and understood? Listen to this bitch. Listen to this motherfucker. Okay, here we go. Um, Also, if young people are initiating sexual activities with adults, 
or enthusiastically involved. We can't be effective in working with them if we assume that all such relationships start with a predatory or criminally inclined, inclined adult. The, as, as we'll see in the discussion, young people bridle at being forced into this uh, box of being seen as being the victim of a predator. And so there are reasons for learning about what the dynamics are and, and how to talk about them so that we can um, better help the young people who are in these situations. Wow. Wow. They're trying to explain away pedophiles. And do you notice how, I guess, his ego, how he tries to make sense of it? That's so... That's sick! Yeah. Dude's got issues. And as we're going through, we're going to be throwing examples of stuff like that out here. Mm-hmm. That Libs of TikTok exposes. But they have this high and mighty attitude that they're right on everything. Now, I have to say, I do, you know, I am right on everything. But <laughs> I am. I got to admit it. You know, I am. But I don't get as stupid as that. That's fucked up. And that's what's teaching our kids here. Yeah. Why do you think these fuckers have egos like they do, these teachers? Well, I think a lot of people with them big egos just think they're better than everybody else. And whatever they say is correct, right? Oh, God. there You know, there's so many people in this world that, that feel that everything they say and everything they do is 100% correct. And um, I'd say more than half of those people are so damn wrong. Big time. So wrong. I'm now, so they should levels. be happy that they live in the United States where you talk bullshit like this. Mm-hmm. Go to Russia, for example. You can't be gay. They'll kill your ass over there. They'll beat you down. Same thing like Iran and all that bullshit. They'll throw you out buildings. Right. So they should be very, very happy that they live in a country like this. They should be grateful. You're damn right. But I think the U.S. has a big ego, too. <laughs> Listen to this one. Listen to this one. I'm giving this dude a chance to get the fucking point. This, we don't like this. My community specifically does not like this. You want to know why personally I don't like this? Because when it's the parents' problem, that's how you get homophobic kids. That's how you get kids like me with internalized homophobia until they're like 18 or 19 because they finally started going to fucking therapy. If my parents had their way, I wouldn't know shit about the gay community or my own legitimate sexual identity. I came out to them when I was 16. You want to know what they told me? They told me I was going to unalive myself because of this. I was an already depressed teenager. So when you say it's the parents' problem, understand that the parents are not going to make the best decision. They're not going to educate their kids. If it weren't for public school, I wouldn't know shit about the gay community. 
You heard that, right? Yeah. It says, teachers have no business teaching kids about sexual orientation and gender identity. And that's what she was replying to. The fucking nerve of this bitch. You can't tell me that ain't ego. Uh, she full of her motherfucking self. <laughs> Do you notice an overall trend in the last two that I played? What? It all has to do with kids and sex. Do you notice that? Why is it... Okay, you know, I always thought that when it came to sex or sexual education, other than the, you know, boys in one room, girls in the other, like we went through when we were growing up, I thought it was the parents' responsibility to teach our kids about that stuff. Since when is it like a school's responsibility to go that much in detail? Example here. Example here. I was kind of a crazy teenager. Kind of. You know, I stuck my dick in anything I could. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. It happens. Come on now. If I had teachers like that, I'd be sticking my dick even worse than everywhere. Because they're giving you too much info to go on? They're giving me too much info. And then when, you know, they come up and say, hey, why are you doing all this? Well, it's because I went to a public school and they told me I could. That's how, that's the overwhelming theme right here. That's crazy. Well, you know, when you interact with someone that has a big ego, certain qualities about that person become apparent. Like, nobody likes to be spoken down to. When a person with a big ego speaks, they immediately invoke an emotion of distrust. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So you're saying my ego makes me where I distrust? Well, maybe it makes it where other people distrust. What do you mean? I, I'm confused. Okay. I'm confused. We be it's it's okay. You begin to become frustrated because this person will tend to command the discussion, kind of like you, thereby stagnating the free flow of ideas. Man, fuck that. One of the things I love, one of the things I love, is when I tell you, you better listen to Hollywood. And you're sitting there, oh, fuck you, and I'm not listening to that. Fuck you, you're wrong. And a couple weeks later, guess who comes back and say Hollywood was right? So you feed it. You are an enabler. How am I an enabler? Because when I tell you... come back and tell you, you were right. Yes, you feed it. I should have listened. Yes, that's it. Uh, You should have listened to me. You feed everything I get. You are the feeding machine. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I don't don't feed your ego. Oh, really? No. (laughs) I'm 
my God, Hollywood, you're so awesome. You're so amazing. Well, thank you. I, I'm glad you appreciate it. I was kidding. I had my fingers crossed. Yeah, right. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the biggest thing is that people need to learn to leave their ego at the door. Why? They do. I do a uh, perfect conversation. I know how to control it. How? When I'm right, I'm right. And when you're wrong? But I bring facts when I'm right. And you're wrong. When you're wrong? Why would I admit I'm wrong? That ain't fun. See, that's just it. Is people nowadays are it seems to me like they're too afraid when they're wrong to admit they're wrong. No, I believe you get when you're wrong, you got to admit it. I believe in that. I really do. When you're wrong, you got to admit it. But those that think they're so superior with those ginormous egos, basically like I think it I compare it to like something my dad used to say that they've got a chip on their shoulder. Mhm. Mm and Which most of them do. And there's a lot of people out there that would love to knock that chip right off. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of them. Oh, yeah. I'm for real. It's like they act like they're holier than... And, and there's a lot of people out there that do this. I mean, there's a lot of people in the government that do this, too, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, they, they act like they're holier than thou. And that chip. I think it's been and it's worse like lately. and I think that chip on their shoulder just continuously gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where, you know, people just want to kick their ass. <laughs> A lot of people go through life living it like that. It's like, what the fuck, man? Get over it. Go get an anal colon cleanse or something. All right. Yeah. Get rid of that shit. Get a boot up your ass or a throat. It's punch. like they wake up in the morning and they just want to make everybody's life miserable. See, that's what. Why do people do that? Seriously. Okay, I get it. Misery deserves company or misery. Kind of like you, expects, you bitch. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> misery likes company. So basically, if. Someone you know is always miserable. They just try and drag you down with them. Mm -hmm. Like 100%. Right. They drag you down. I find a lot more people are kind of like that now. What happened to being positive when you get out of bed? Say, okay, it's another day. It's another, you know... Another day to be able to get something accomplished. That's why I never got people that, and especially men, especially men, who want to just sit around, not do anything all fucking day, mm -hmm. watch TV, whatever, while there are women goes to work. Right. I don't understand it. I can't understand it. What are they getting accomplished? I have no idea. And then, when the wife does come home, they're all nasty. Mm -hmm. After she worked her ass off, she comes home, and you think you have a right to be that way. Now, I can imagine if you worked hard all damn day, 
Whatever. You want to come home to a decent meal and shit like that? That's one thing. But being nasty and being a lazy fuck is two different things. Like you. I love it because... hell like me? What the I, hell No, I'm mean? trying to give you kudos here. What? You watch everything real close with me. Even though you're a bitch. Yeah. Like... You make sure the meals are right. Yeah. You make sure you, you know, because I have a hard time with the memory right now. Taking the pills. Yeah. That's all cool. Yeah, but I don't brag about it. No, you don't. And that's what's cool about it. But there's people out there that do. They they do the simple things like that, and then they go brag about it. Mm-hmm. Why? And it's something about everyday life, and when it doesn't happen, these men get all fucking stupid. It's like, don't you know how lucky you are to be able to stay at home, sit on your ass, do nothing... Why somebody else goes out there and makes a living. But you think you can have a big ass ego like you're something fucking special. Yeah. Well, a lot of people think that. How how do they function? I mean, hell, I deal with a boss at work that thinks her shit don't stink. Well, as soon as they get fucking the title, then it's like whatever. And that's just it. Why is it every time somebody gets a, a like a promotion or a title at a job that they think they're better than everybody else? Or do you perceive her as that? No, trust me, I'm not the only one that notices. Really? Interesting. Mm, no, I'm not the only one. Customers even notice it. <laughs> I understand when you first get a promotion, you feel like you're on top of the world, it might show, and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. But after a while, you got to come back to Earth. Yeah, but, you know, there's the unfortunate of those that never come back down to Earth. <laughs> they stay they stay high on their pedestal because they think that's the, that they're entitled to it. And I think that's the worst. See, with me, I look at it as, okay, if I'm running a business, if I wanted to get it, like at the tattoo shops, when I had managers there, Mm -hmm. I only would have you and somebody else that I really trusted. I would make sure that they knew how to run the business. But then I turn around and look at your situation right now. Saying to myself, how in the fuck would they hire somebody like that? How would they do that? She don't know how to do P&L. She don't know how to bring people in to the store to make more money. She don't know how to upsell. So why would I put somebody like that into a business position to run one? Well, and then the part that I find funny, and I'm not trying to like, you know toot my own horn or anything like that but i get a lot of people that specifically come at night instead of coming in the daytime because the daytime crowd is boring Mm -hmm. so you liven the place up where the people actually want to come into the business yeah because it's like i said and they spend money and i joke around and i pick on them and i have fun 
And it's I think you pick on serious. people because you need to get rid of all the anger that you get when I pick on you. No, I pick. I'm on, good. On I you. pick on them because it's like it's one of those things. They dish out comments. I dish it back. But at the same time, I, I'm sure a lot of people go through this with their bosses. They have this trip. They go on a trip, a power trip. And you're thinking in the back of your mind, the fuck you power tripping about? You don't even know what the fuck you're doing. No, the fun part is, is when they power trip and what they end up doing is giving all the work to everyone else while they sit on their throne and not do a damn thing. Right. So that means, what are you, you're, you're, you're too good to do all the work? You got to make everyone else do it. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you, one of these days, that chip might get knocked off her shoulder. <sighs> Music break. We'll be right back.
in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't get the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. Hi, my name's Az and I'm a preschool teacher. So my classroom celebrates diversity. It's probably my favorite thing to teach. We usually use kids' books to talk about this kind of thing. Recently we started wearing pronoun pins and the kids get to pick a new pronoun pin every day. We have some that pick like she, her every single day and we have some that change it up. So diversity is really important in my class. So I recently realized that there's a whole lot of really amazing figureheads and people to look up to in this world who aren't white or straight or male or have what have you. And that we should learn a little bit more about Really? Now preschoolers are learning about pronouns. Everything except the white straight male. What is wrong with these broads? Don't they like dick? Ouch. Seriously. It's like they don't like dick or something from white men. What does that got to do with anything? Well, that's what she said. She didn't say she didn't like dick. She looked like a butch. No wonder she ain't getting no dick. You got issues. Either that, she likes, you know, people going down on that little clit of hers. Maybe it's big. I don't know. You got issues. How do I got issues? Not another teaching this shit to fucking preschoolers. Well, what the hell? Then, you know, maybe the parents should figure out what's going on. Because if they're wearing these little tags with pronouns on them, are they wearing them home? Are the parents paying attention? Because... Well, a lot of parents across this country are paying attention now. And you got these freaking libtards pushing this bullshit. I know if I seen one of our granddaughters coming home with this pronoun sticker on, I'd be going to that school and figuring out what the fuck's up. Would you go over there and kick some ass? I'd be clearing off a shit ton of desks. Would you? Yeah. How sexy. How sexy to see you I go. I mean, we got, a third, we got a third grader and a preschooler. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I would flip shit. Uh, so, yeah. Um. They see how pissed off a white straight male would be. No. Oh. oh, so then I guess maybe you should do it instead of a bi female. They probably like you. They probably hate my guts. I got two things going against me. I'm a white straight male. And I'm a dick. Boy, they wouldn't like me because I'm one of those guys that fight back. I'm trying to think. Who who do I want to identify as today? Hmm. What do you identify as? Female. Uh Uh-huh. Hot one. A hot white female. Yeah, I'm pretty white. <laughs> Do you think they'd like you? Who? These people. No. Why not? I don't know. They they sound like they hate everybody. <laughs> Bitch sounded like she hates her job. 
she tries to present it like it's a good thing. It's not a good thing. I'm sorry, but you don't have preschoolers running around wearing a tag that says whether they are a him, a her, a she, a he, a they, a them. No, you don't. You don't. Then you had one of these libtards actually say to kids, when you're born, the doctors take a guess at what sex you are. When you're born? I thought if you got a penis or a pecker or a vagina. When you're born, you are born with what your genitalia is. I know some people get pissed off if they're born. I don't get. Would you tell. Get me in the heads here. Help Hollywood out here. What? How do people like this think? Truly, I don't know. Um, I don't understand it. People like what? Like the one we just had. Where they think it's all right to do this shit. See, to me, what that teacher's doing is trying to force things on small children. Mm Mm-hmm. Force how they should be thinking. You don't force that shit on a child. I get that, but where do they think, who do they think they are? Fucking morons. That's who they are. Very interesting you said that. You know, because you're usually not like that with people. No, I'm not. But it's like if you're going to try and force on a four and five year old's mind that they should be able to choose at that age, whether they're a he, a she, a him, a her, a they, a them, an I, an it, whatever, whatever freaking pronoun that everybody goes by nowadays. Mm-hmm. If they try and force that on somebody at that age... They're very young. They have very young minds. They, they, they're they just learning the rights and the wrongs and the do's and the don'ts. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to try and tell them that they can, you know, as, as a five-year-old, a four-year-old or a five-year-old girl, you can go around and say you're a they or a them or an it. No. Very. Look at you. You can't, you can't. They're young-minded. They're going to go home and their parents are going to be like, what the fuck are you learning in school? Mm-hmm. But, th- but then they're so young that they don't know how to explain it. They don't know how to explain it to their parents. So, But getting back, what, why do these people think this way? And why do they try to push it this like shit? That, that teacher was kind of lesbian. So she she's, a butch. So she's trying to just push all this on the kids. She's trying to okay, pu- let's push the sexuality. Take that out. What I'm talking about is the ego of these people where they think that, they have to be To me, that right. has absolutely nothing to do with fucking ego. That has to do with she's a fucking moron. And she's trying to force the way her way of life is on young minds. Take a listen to this. 
Hi, TikTok. It's Luna, activist teacher here, and I'm actually stuck in the middle of an insurrection. It's called the America Fest. There's all these Trump supporters everywhere, these insurrectionists. Uh, it's more like America's farts. This place is freaking me out. No one's in masks. If I don't make it out here alive, uh, please give my dog Fidel to communist China um, because I think that will be the best country for him. I'm just really scared. Uh, look at all these. The, oh, my goodness. There's a fellow friend in a mask over there. I, I must go find him so I can get rescued. gracious these people are humorous they make me tinkle no wait that's you they're not making me tinkle right now they're making me mad so trump supporters are insurrectionists and they're afraid for their fucking lives <laughs> and you heard she was a teacher right yeah i did and the best place for the dog would be communist China. I really wish these fuckers would visit one of these communist countries to see what it's all about. China right now has their no COVID tolerance policy, which means everybody's locked in their houses right now. Man, I like Bedlam's statement just now. What? It says... Can we place all these fuckers on a boat and torpedo that fucker when it gets so far out? <laughs> I believe, you know, people with common sense are like, what the fuck? Like he just said, it's time to fucking put these fuckers on a boat, ship them to fucking uh, China. And that's why I said earlier, they're lucky to live in a country like this. Where they spew okay, bullshit. Okay, but you're saying, you're saying that people with common sense. Hmm. There are so many people right now that don't have common sense, though. Well, That's it depends the what they don't have common sense-wise is regarding the issues. Something like this. She, America 2021 Fest. What are you, you're sitting here spouting off. Get in your free speech in, but then bring in communist China in, later in in your statement. You know, what happened to the days when school was all about reading, writing, and arithmetic? What the fuck happened? Well, getting away from the school thing. Well, you keep talking about teachers, so this is where I'm going with it. I'm talking, now we're on common sense. Okay, but still. Where did this world go? I blame it on our generation for raising a bunch of pussies. Okay, well, you can't keep blaming it on our generation. Yeah, it's we can't because like, it's these kids coming up now. They're pussies. That's because these teachers are getting all these kids with their fucking stupid they, them, their... Stop feeding that shit to elementary school kids. And I think that's why there's an uprising of parents all over the country right now going to these board meetings. Well, there should be because, Jesus Christ, man, there's a specific age where, you know, children, you know, they do have their own mind and they're going to make up their own mind on who or what they are. Mm -hmm. How do you think something like this affects your opinion because you're a real down-to-earth girl? Yeah. You accept everybody. Yes. 
How does that now affect your opinion where they're trying to push this shit on you? How does it affect your opinion? It's a very interesting question. How does it affect my opinion and what, what do you mean? As far as some of their causes. How does it affect you? That nothing... People's sexuality and how they want to identify themselves should never be forced on anyone. That is their choice. That is what they want to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And it should never be forced. Yeah, there are people... there, There are a couple customers that come into my work, and I... I respect as far as uh, I've asked what their pronouns are because I, I respect people. Yeah. So they got you brainwashed. No, they don't have me brainwashed. I respect people as who they are. Actually, the fun part is, is I gave them all nicknames, so then they just get the nicknames. So if I see a dude that walks in dressed like a broad, we've had, I can't we, say that. We've I had, can't say nothing. We've had, we had, we had a, yeah, we've had one. Be like, you know, hey, dude, you're wearing a skirt. You know that, right? We had one, and let me tell you, in this small town... It you don't was, do that. It was not looked upon nicely. No, you don't do that in a country We now. had We had a, a man come in fully dressed as a female. I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Jack? With, with the nails, the makeup, the hair, the, the outfit, the heels. And they the, the ugliest the whole motherfuckers. nine yards, okay? And... But I'm interested in something here. What? Their propaganda got to you. Nobody's propaganda got to me. I just respect people. How is that respect? Asking what their pronoun is. Explain to me what a fucking pronoun is. Explain. A female or male choose to be gay or transgender or whatever they choose in their life. Mm-hmm. So why do I got to call him something? Why can't I say, hey, dude? Because what if it was a chick and you're saying, hey, dude, what if that's not how they want to be called? That ain't my fucking problem. That's what they look like. Well, I'm sorry. I respect people for who they are, so. So it's kind of like you got this shit pushed on if you. A, no, nobody pushes shit on me. I This is just how I view shit, and if people hate me for it, I don't care. You sound it's like me. a libtard. I'm not liberal, so I'm just me. I, I, as far as the, the, the Democrat, Republican, all that bullshit, I, I'm just me. Okay, I am just me. But you say you call them by their pronouns. I do, because if... How do you tra- know what you should call, what pronoun to use? You ask. What do you mean you gotta ask? I ask. We have a transgender customer, which is a male transferring to a female. Well, he prefers to be called a she. Not a net. No, she. Not a net, though. That's what I no, use. it's she. So I couldn't call her Homer? Yeah, probably could. You call everybody Homer, so what does it matter? <laughs> You've called me Homer, so what the <laughs> What's hell? up, Homer? <laughs> What's it matter? I just respect... So would I be there. politically I correct in calling him Homer, and I don't have to worry about it? You can it. call everybody a fucking Homer. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't call him a meatball. You can call him that, too, because that goes both ways. So they, do you think they would have a right to be pissed at me if I don't use what, uh, what they want? Some people get offended by it. 
Others don't. So how would I handle this? Tell me how to handle this because I'm confused. I got an it, it, it walk in. If you're having a conversation with that specific person, nine times out of ten, they're going to tell you straight up. Like if you say she and they want to go by he, they're going to tell you. They're going to look at you and say, I prefer to be called he. So then I uh, then I shouldn't come back and say you got a pussy or a dick. No, you shouldn't. But I, uh, at that point, I'm just trying to you know get you know figure this out. No, you shouldn't. You should shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's hard for me though. Uh, no shit. That's like okay when I was hanging out at the bar and we had the lesbians and the bull dykes and all them hanging out up at the bar. Right? You didn't want me there. No, not at all. But what a bitch! Most of the lesbians went by she because they were the feminine lesbians. Mm-hmm. But then there were two butch lesbians that preferred to go by he. And why is it always the butches that go after you? I don't know. Are you like a magnet for butches? I guess. I don't know. So you're finally <laughs> ad- you're finally admitting <laughs> the reason you didn't want me up there. Is because you had a bunch of butches and lesbians up there. I think they would have liked me. Bedlam's, I just call him an alien. <laughs> I think I did good at your reunion when all the lesbians were by me. Yeah, see, you attract lesbians. So what the fuck? What does that tell you? They need some dick. That's what they need. <laughs> well, they obviously don't want yours because they lesbian. Yeah, but they came by me, so they were fantasizing about me. No, the fuck they weren't. <laughs> no, they weren't. I just don't understand the premise of it. I, I get confused. It's with personal this- preference. It's personal preference. Come on. I'll probably have haters, but, you know, whatever. Now, why would you have a hater? Because people are going to disagree with how I talk and how I'm responding. But you're the one who's actually taking their feelings into account where a guy like me, an asshole, isn't. I always take everybody's feelings into account. I don't care whether you're male, female, or whatever. I don't care. I take everybody's feelings into account. Uh I try not to offend. You try not to offend. Yeah. Yeah. Does it make you, or this shit make you feel like that? Uh, That's where I'm confused. Does what shit? Where you feel like you gotta be politically correct. It's not that I gotta be politically correct. Because if I was politically correct, you'd be calling a she a she and a he a he. And that'd be it. That's what I'm supposed to do, no? Well, that's what you choose to do. Mm-hmm. So am I wrong with so that? So how do I feel, how am I politically correct if that person wants to be called they? Or the person wants to be called she and it's a he. I'm not being politically correct. I'm just respecting that person. Hey, by the way, is they a verb or what? How can you be a they? A lot of people go by that. They go by they? Yeah. What's that described? They go by they or them instead of he or she. 
Oh my goodness gracious. That means they're not identifying as a specific sex. Mm-hmm. They're not identifying as a male or a female, so they go by they or them. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I always got to educate you? Because I... I... <laughs> Because I'm confused. <laughs> Let me take you to a gay bar and I'll I'll show you. How's that sound? Oh my God! Here, okay, Oklahoma middle school teacher. Let's listen to this. Love and accept you for who you are this Christmas. Fuck them. I'm your parents now. I'm proud of you. Drink some water. I love you. Bye. That's a teacher. Fuck your parents. That ain't right. Woo! These Tinkerbells, they get upset, don't they? We'll be right back. <laughs> Walk this way, you and me, babe. Can I be your man? 
time for Cards Against Humanity. Get your nastiness ready. Okay, it's Cards Against Humanity time. Let's see what fucked up shit that China Dow has for us today. What do we got here? Well, since everybody is addicted to their cell phones like me. <laughs> Tell me about All it. All right. Top six answers are on the board. Here is your question. What might a cell phone say to you if it could talk? What would a cell phone say if it can talk? What would it say to you if it could talk? Stop jacking off. <laughs> no. Or stop playing with your toy like China Dow. <laughs> what would your cell phone say to you if it could talk? Stop jacking off. No. It's not on the list. Give I wonder, does your, is your pink taco beat up? No. It's pretty. Want a picture? Is it pretty? My picture. I was just wondering because you used the shit out of that vibrator. <laughs> you want a picture? Okay. Either that or a cell phone to say, hey, man, you're running out of battery. You might want to ease off on that shit. Shit, yesterday my phone died. <laughs> <laughs> my phone just shut the hell off. Um, I was just, you know, whatever. Just shut off. It happens. I would. I do not know nothing about that question. You're dumb. All right, here we go. <laughs> Hawk fifty five says, "Put me down." Uh, I guess that would qualify as the number one answer, which is "Get the hell off me." <laughs> Let me guess, Pornhub. I don't know. That's why it would want to be put down because you're wasting the battery because of Pornhub. <laughs> Bedlam, you're going to put your eye out with that. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty knobs, check out that ass. Bush Coyote, hey user, stop looking at porn. <laughs> Is phones used for porn now more than desktops like the old days? Pretty much. Bedlam. Keep that up and you'll go blind. (laughs) (laughs) Randy Russell. Turn me off. So far, we only got the number one answer. Yeah, that's about it. You you abuse your phone. Mm Mm-hmm. I do. You really do. You abuse that shit. Yeah. It's in my pocket or next to me 24-7. It is. What would happen if all the phones go out? The only time I do not have my phone on me is actually when I stock the cooler at work. Why is that? Because when... You don't want it to get cold. No, it's not that I don't want it to get cold. It's because our cooler is so cold, it's like it drains my battery in there. Ooh. So I don't uh, I don't bring it in the cooler. When I go in the cooler, I actually plug it into my charger and let it charge while I'm in the cooler. So then when I come out of the cooler, I have a fully charged phone. What other answers do we got on the board here? <laughs> Dirty knobs. <laughs> Quit rubbing my buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Bush coyote. Morbic would be stop watching the midgets. <laughs> Did you tell him what the fuck happened to me last yesterday? 
<laughs> I am in the middle of watching uh, The Good Doctor, or I think is what it's called. And Hollywood walks in the room right in the scene, which unbeknownst to me, a midget walks in the room on the, on the show I'm watching. I paused that shit as quick as I could. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, hey, they're haunting you everywhere, even on my show. The minute he walked in the room, a midget walked into the doctor's office. On I was show like, come on my ass. <laughs> These answers are great. All right, what do we got for real answers here? <laughs> Dirty knobs lick this lick my screen, baby. <laughs> All right, number one. It's basically your phone telling you to get off the phone. Number two, answer me. It kind of sounds like a bitch. For those kinds of people that like to hit ignore all the time when people are calling. Number three is stop texting. Number four is hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Texting is a lot more prevalent now, isn't it? Because people just don't want to talk to each other. Yeah. I I prefer texting over calling, to be honest with you. I'd rather text. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. That's a lot more work, eh? Hey, I talk for an hour in the morning. Isn't that enough? <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to talk for at least five, six, seven, eight hours at work. That's more than enough. Then uh, number five is... Somebody basically got it. It was Bush Coyote, but she said, charge me with your love. It just says, charge me. Uh-huh. And then number six, which I think should have been number one, shut the fuck up. <laughs> very true. Very that's, true. That's what, my phone, that's what my phone would tell me. Shut the fuck up. Well, you guys have a good 420 and a good hump day. We're out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. And that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV's channel over on Roku. As well as go get the Insane Throttle radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next time.